Welcome to The Healing Room. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Healing Room Podcast. My name is Leela Zion, and today we're here with a special guest. Today's episode is all about mental health and wellness. And you know I like to bring on professionals who have expertise in these areas. So today I have a wonderful special guest. He goes by That Yoga Dude. His name is James, and he is a marriage and family therapist, as well as a yoga facilitator. Thank you so much for joining, James. How are you today? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Great. So I want to start off with introducing yourself to our audience. Sure. My name is James Woods, a.k.a. That Yoga Dude. I have my degree in marriage and family therapy, and I am a certified yoga instructor. And so what we do is we provide yoga, mindfulness, and meditation or social emotional learning tools to educators and youth. We're all about helping students and teachers and parents have the tools to deal with the stressors and all of the issues that they deal with on a daily basis. So we work primarily in schools of education, and we are building a community of health and wellness folks to help us build our network and change education in the world. Amen. I love that. So thanks for all of that. I did run into your profile on Instagram while I was searching for holistic coaches just to see what was out there. And I fell in love with your 15 second encouragement piece called Feel Free to Feel Free. Um, Yeah, I really enjoy that. You always have good nuggets. Um, Follow him, you guys, on Instagram and on TikTok as well. What are your handles before we get started? Everything is that yoga dude, D as in dog, A as in apple, T as in Tom, yoga dude. Awesome. I know people like to check the guests out while they're listening to episodes so y'all can browse through and see what he's got going on while we're talking. So let's get started with the game. It's fire rapid questions. And because I'm an Aries, I like to make everything more challenging. So I'm going to do fire rapid questions just to open up the floor. In 15 seconds, you have to answer as many questions as you possibly can. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, let's see if he can beat our last guest who had 12 questions within 15 seconds answered. Wow, okay. That's impressive. (laughs) Very, yes. Okay, one, two, three, go. What was your first job? Some waving signs. Who is your hero? Me. Last vacation you went on? Chicago. Favorite dessert? Sweet potato pie. Favorite breakfast? Sausage. Okay, okay. Somebody got 12? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just make that that number up to see what this person I'm talking to is going to (laughs) say. That's funny. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Five questions in 12 seconds, in 15 seconds. That was pretty impressive. That's cool. Thank you. All right. Cool. So talk to me about marriage and family therapy, because the audience know, our listeners know that I'm in school currently to become a marriage and family therapist. So I'm in my second semester. I have about a year and a half left. And then, of course, I have to take the exam. What inspired you, James, to become an MFT? 
I've been working with kids and in the mental health and social service world for since since about 2009 when I graduated college, uh, working group homes with adults and students and, and kids. And it was always about the mental health piece and the mentorship piece. And that has just been my career ever since. And so it came to the point of, do I want to be a social worker or do I want to go into the therapy piece? Because I knew I wanted more education because I wanted more out of the experience of serving and helping, especially the kids that I work with. It was one day I was at a group home and I see these kids and these are the kids, the gang kids, the drug kids, the kids who have been pushed out of different places and misunderstood. Kid goes into the room with the therapist and he walks out a different person. And I saw that transformation from him just going in there. Didn't know what would happen behind those doors, but I wanted to figure it out. And learning about social work and therapy, the therapy part just fit me more. I've always been a listener. I've always been someone who has uh, people have come to with their words and everything like that. Um, a lot of it is in me. And so it was something that I gravitated towards in undergrad when I got my psychology degree. I didn't even know psychology was a major. I, I was showing up to school. And then I made it to graduate school and a lot of that carried over. And it, just, it really is a part of who I am at my core. So getting that education piece was eye-opening to go even deeper into exploring who I am so I can serve those I care for. Definitely. I think I can relate with that because that's what led me to wanting to go into that field specifically. It was the transformations and testimonies my personal transformation when I actually had an MFT uh, walk me through a really bad divorce. And so, yeah, I think that was what made me really passionate about it as well. So where are you at now in your journey as an MFT? I wear the letters proud, especially when I'm in a room with other social workers, MSWs. I use the skills and I acknowledge the training and the experiences to serve in the wellness program. So our wellness program is focused on yoga, mindfulness and meditation, but I'm always going to talk. I'm always going to listen. I'm always going to use empathy as the greatest tool. Um, bending, breathing, stretching, moving is a tool, but empathy is always the greatest tool for me on being able to connect and also see the patterns in folks that we learn about the theories and the dynamics of family and stuff. It's a tool that I use to be able to access more of what people are offering in that moment so I can serve them. You know, people give whatever, give what they can in that moment. They show where they are. So being able to meet them where they are and serve them with my experience as a therapist helps me to use yoga as another tool to help them leverage their own healing. Definitely. And that's why listeners, I always say, in this community that you need more than just, you know, a good food diet, you need mental, you need physical. So James, it's rare that we see MFTs go into the holistic route. What was the determining, the determining factor or the turning point in your life where you decided to focus more on yoga? I was really into my job as in this is who I am. It was a part of my identity. And then when I realized, oh, no, this is a job for these people that I'm working for, it crushed me. It hurt me. Um, 
I don't want to do the hours and the billing and everything. I just wanted to do the therapy part. Um, I learned now, you know, that's part of it and everything. And there's different ways to handle it. But I ended up quitting my job as a therapist because the agency that I worked for was changing administratively and handling business different. And I didn't feel comfortable in that space anymore. So I quit my job looking for another way to express who I was as a therapist and empathetic and creative and compassionate person. And I was beginning my own journey with yoga. And so yoga gave me the opportunity to still be there for people and provide them skills and tools to help them on their wellness journey. And it gave me a sense of freedom and creativity and self to do it in a way that I was comfortable with. Uh, so yeah, I was, I got into yoga because I needed it for myself. And then yoga basically helped me to just use those MFT skills into serving people in a different way to become that yoga dude. Would you say that talk therapy is more important on someone's healing journey versus spiritual alignment and spiritual therapy, if you will? No, I don't think anything is more important than the other because it's all where the person is. Someone could be in need of like serious spiritual alignment and discovery and um, that's just what they need and where they're at. And they may have been, they may be all right on the emotional or mental side, but they need that spiritual alignment. So nothing is more important than the other one because I feel like they all align. Like if you are really searching spiritually, then you're going to be more open to talk, to talk therapy. Like, okay, now I'm having this spiritual change. I need to talk about it with somebody. Or if you or it can go the other way. Okay, now I'm having this mental change. Now I need to know what's going on with me spiritually. So I don't think it's a more or less thing. It's all one thing. And it's all one thing. And how you receive that one thing just depends on the person. You may be pulling from the spiritual, you may be pulling for the um, from the talk therapy, but you don't, it's all gonna bring you to the same place. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would say the majority probably wouldn't just because they would say, well, the reason I ask that mainly is because somebody listening who never really thought yoga was a form of healing, but maybe just a fad, you know, mm -hmm. like a lot of people would say, you know, I'm not like, I don't believe in this religion or Buddhist. People don't understand the concept and the purpose of yoga. Right. So, you know, someone listening who's never experienced yoga might be like, okay, so what really is the importance? How, how could you find value in that for me versus talk therapy? Well, I got into yoga based on, so I was a therapist and I was super therapist, like literally had my cape on and everything. I was going in your mama house or grandma house, going to schools, talking to your teachers, your brothers and everybody doing all the therapy work in the community. It was a Saturday. I was working. I uh, probably shouldn't have been working on top of writing a book, on top of building a nonprofit, on top of volunteering and doing all the other things. And so it was a Saturday and I had a bunch of notes, you know, therapy. You do the talk therapy, you got to do the notes. So it was after one event, I was headed to another event. 
in the middle, I was like, all right, let me just let me do my self-care. Let me at the time, let me get something to eat, have a little pasta with the BJs. I don't know where you're at, but we got BJs where I'm at and a little wine. So I do, do my notes and have my little wine and pasta and I get back in my car. So the stick shift, manual transmission. I have back in my car and all of a sudden the lack of self-care just kind of hit me. The staying up late, the stressing out over what's going on with clients, the not eating right, the not focusing on healthy things, just stressing out, burn, burnout. Like I said, I was already mad at my job. I was burnt out. I get into the car and all of a sudden my head starts nodding as I'm going like 90 miles an hour down the freeway. My body just gives out. My mind is just mentally fatigued. So I basically pass out on the freeway and just bam, slam into the center divider. My car does a full 180 degree turn across like four lanes of traffic. And I'm sitting in the middle of the 60 freeway headed west, but I'm looking east. And the windshield smashed. So, of course, I'm covered in my own blood as the shatters cut me up. Driver's side smashed, my body smashed, and the, the door just pops open and I'm on the freeway now. Cars going by me. This is a busy freeway, trucks going by me. But somehow I survived. I, I didn't die. And I'm not in jail because I didn't kill anybody with this careless accident. But as I made it to the side of the road, I was still thinking about the notes I needed to do. I was still thinking about the clients that I need to serve. Just mentally burnt out and mentally just focused on the just, just not there. But luckily I, I made it back to work and everything kind of worked out. I still had, you know, prices to pay for all that. But I had a supervisor and she was a um, cool lady, man. I love her. Skinny white lady who just was always calm and peaceful. And she pulled me to the side, like, hey, you should do yoga. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then she kept asking, you should do yoga. Then finally, I told her, you know, uh, black men, we don't do yoga. That's just something we don't do. And finally, she convinced me to go. And I get into yoga. I'm the only guy in there. Everybody old. The mats is funky. I'm like, what's going on? This is weird. And then I sit down and we do the yoga stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm in competition. That's when, when you said he did or the other person did 12. I'm like, all right, I got to get 22. Um, I'm doing all the stretches and stuff. But then at the end of the class, in the final pose, for those of you, Shavasana, everything just stopped and was still for me. I was able to take a break. I was able to pause. I wasn't running from client to client. I wasn't trying to finish notes. I wasn't hopping in and out of my car. I wasn't trying to put this together, put that together. I had a moment of stillness where I was just able to experience me right there all the anxiety and the stress and the pressure, I gave it a break. I gave myself a moment. And when we get into yoga, for me, it is about just giving ourselves that moment. Mentally, to slow things down and just focus on one breath after another. Physically, being in our bodies and not just shoving it into cars, typing on notes. And so it was a moment to be still by green pastures. It was a moment to breathe. It was a moment to allow myself to let healing even enter my mind. So when you talk about it being a spiritual practice, yes, yoga is a spiritual practice and has roots in spiritual spirituality. But more important, it is an ancient system all the way to Egypt, Africa, that 
was designed and still has the purpose to slow us down and bring us back into the sense of presence because we doing so much in our own worlds. We're trying to work, we're trying to feed our family, we're trying to feed ourselves, we're trying to grow, we're young, you're old, you're whatever, you got all this stuff in your mind, but yoga gives you a second to get out of all that and be still and think. And just like how therapy can give you that hour, that 45 minute session to catch up with yourself, to hear yourself speak, to hear those thoughts that have been dominating your mind and running you around in those circles. So yoga for me is about pausing. Therapy for me is about pausing. Pausing to be able to look at yourself and see where you're at and get a hold of where you are and then decide on what you're going to do with it. Hopefully it's heal. So it's all a process of healing and wellness for me that just flow together and is a constant unfolding. Uh, I can't wait to find some more other practices as I get older and learn and develop more. And thank you all of all the practitioners that are out there that are doing stuff for yourself and others. That's awesome. That was a really unique way on how you discovered yoga. I'm very used to being someone who is interested in things that most of my counterparts who are African-American aren't used to. And so why do you think that is in the Black male community? What is the disconnect from certain healing modalities to our culture? Have you explored the reason why, or as you being a Black man, can you kind of go into those reasons as to why you shied away from those kinds of practices before? It ain't hard. And we've been taught everything you got to do is hard. You got to be hard to show up in the world. You got to be hard on yourself. You got to be hard to provide. You got to be hard to be a man. And yoga don't look like it's hard, but it is. <laughs> it can be very difficult. But it's hard to claim that it's hard when you're butt up in the air and breathing, you got, you know, soft music and stuff like that. It's, and, and when you're not being hard and aggressive on yourself, you got to sit with yourself and all that stuff that you suppressed and you didn't deal with and you was being a boy about and being a man about, it's com it comes up and it's there for you. And, you know, it makes you even look at it. You may not deal with it right there in that moment, but you got to deal with it. So even just being able to be flexible instead of um, muscle bound and, and, and hard is against what a lot of us have been taught as men. And so you being soft physically can open you up to being vulnerable emotionally and mentally. And you don't want to be taken advantage of. You don't want to be perceived as soft and all that. So all those barriers are there on top of uh, the spiritual barriers and the religious barriers. Oh, that's you know, you don't want to let them demons in and doing yoga and stuff. You don't even the place of a yoga studio does not look inviting to most black people. If you're not in that world, it it just don't look like a place you would feel comfortable in. And then especially as a black man, you go in there and you see all these white women in these little shorts and tops and stuff like that. Like, um, I don't want nobody saying I was, you know, so there's a lot of barriers to black men, especially uh, going into those spaces. But that's the big part of it is getting through those barriers and learning that those are imaginary barriers, you know, um, it's some real, it's some realities to it, but it's imaginary when you get past it. I'm like, I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm doing dough, but just like y'all, I'm a part of it. I'm trying to heal y'all trying to heal. We all here on the same page. 
is fruit in that as well. And just getting past those barriers and doing something new, allowing yourself to be open and vulnerable, allowing yourself to be to share um, with with yourself first and then with your loved ones. So it's a it's a powerful it's a powerful thing. And just quickly to plug on October 29th, I'll share all the information with you. We're having our sixth annual Million Man Meditation. So um, this is going to be our second virtual one, our third virtual one because of COVID. Um, and we're just still doing virtual right now. But it's an event where it's featuring all African-American male practitioners, yoga. We have uh, uh, Black history. We have in, uh, we've had food. We have finances. We have therapists. We're all going to be talking about healing and sharing some actual practices for these black boys so they can see an example and role model of someone who is participating in things that previously uh, we wasn't supposed to do. So October 29th, uh, check the link and all that kind of stuff. Awesome, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I hope that whoever's listening who resonated with the conversation and the questions that some of your walls are broken down from this conversation, especially Black men who are interested in finding new ways to heal. Uh, before I let you go, I do want to ask one last question because I like what you're doing, especially in the schools with the young boys and girls on mental health, yoga, and things like that. Can you share like one of your success stories from you know one of your school speaking engagements or something that you hosted maybe? Um, that can encourage parents who are listening to try to introduce yoga to their kids young. Junior comes to mind. Junior, we'll call him Junior. He was, I, st I still am, still am, and really started out in a lot of continuation schools, what they call them out here, uh, schools where people are removed for various different reasons. Junior, real cool kid. And he would come to class and he's a natural leader and kids be acting a fool sometimes, but then he would shut them up like, hey, I got this going on at home. I got this going on in the streets. Y'all not gonna take away my time to rest, to be still, to have some peace. Everybody quiet down and everybody quieted down and everybody was able to relax and chill. And I still see him on Instagram and he still talks about how he uses a lot of those practices and stuff when, you know, his world is getting a little chaotic. So that's one of my favorite out of the, the many stories about young men, especially. I just got to place my heart for young black men. But the kid is really getting it. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely training little yogis out there. Now, I know I said that was the last question, but this question came to mind because I don't want to leave the people who are listening who also are aspiring to become MFTs or psychologists or doctors of whatever they're interested in the mental health field. I just want to hear from you how you would inspire someone to balance, you know, balance that world of becoming someone like me of, you know, of nature like myself, I know I'm going to probably fall into that space where I get overwhelmed because I do tend to get overwhelmed already with all the things I got going on. <laughs> but um, I want you to encourage me still though, because I still have a heart to do 
you know, marriage and family therapy. So yeah, need some encouragement for those listening. If it's in your heart, it will be done. It was one of the most amazing experiences I honestly had where I was never really a good student, but learning that information pulled something out of me and helped me transform into a person that I found a purpose. I found a gift in being able to share who I authentically am with others. It gave me a deeper look at who I am. And that's one of the greatest gifts that that is to me. One of the greatest gifts that you can ever have is a deeper look at yourself. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, analyzing my friends, analyzing my families and even those theories and stuff like that, but more deeply just analyzing myself and the fruit that came from that just really transformed my life. So it was worth every paragraph and every um, essay I had to write, every hour working and volunteering and collecting to get your whatever certification that it is, because this is work that really comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. So it's nourishment. It is being fed. It is being held accountability to your purpose as a purpose, as a person, and then building a community around it. Um, there's a lot of other MFTs out there that are waiting for you to come into the community so they can have those conversations and they can hear from you and then also encourage you as you're going through it. So it's a powerful practice and it's something that I take very seriously. And I also recommend that as much as you are going to serve, make sure you take time to serve yourself too. Go ahead, stay in your own therapy, plan your days, work four days a week, don't try to work five, get somebody to help you with those notes, Um, learn the systems that you need to learn to be able to take care of the paperwork stuff so your heart can really flourish and people can benefit from the flourishing of your heart. So it's an amazing journey. I found a a load of purpose within it and I still use it every day for myself personally, for my business and for my relationships to continue to heal and feel free. (laughs) Feel free to feel free. (laughs) Yes. Y'all got to check James out. He's on Instagram. He's on TikTok. He's on other platforms at that yoga dude, D-A-T yoga dude. And until next time, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. I do have in. a special guest. I'm so sorry, but I have a special <laughs> guest, guest uh, special special invite for your listeners. So I'll send you a link and everything, but you can go to thatyogadude.com slash meditation. And you get to meditate with me because whether you're an MFT, an educator, or just somebody within your own wellness, ugh, it can be tough. So I got some meditations for you to just, as you talked about, help, help you not get too overwhelmed so that yoga dude.com backslash meditation or you can just go to that yoga dude.com or any of the social handles that yoga dude and you can find our meditations and it's a free gift to you thank you so much for that yes y'all go check that out because i actually got one of your meditations so um it was for people who work from home sit at the desk uh-huh. that type of thing i did do that and it was really good i actually fell asleep um so good (laughs) it was really good but y'all yeah definitely check him out please and then yeah we will definitely be expecting you guys's feedback in the comments go ahead and subscribe to the healing room podcast and add us on instagram as well as follow up with james 
at that yoga dude. Have a good night, everybody. And thanks for joining. Peace.